When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Money book review, do. So, this book is The Millionaire Mind. And essentially, the entire premise of the book is kind of like a quote that Tony Robbins likes to use, and it is, success is 80% psychology, 20% actions. If you think poorly, if you have a poor mindset, it's so much harder to get wealthy because you have the poor habits and all of that to achieve wealth. And some of the key takeaways from the millionaire mind is, first, the wealthy think differently than the poor. And I, if you have ever known somebody who's wealthy and somebody who's poor, you'll notice that they have very different standards and expectations and how they spend their money and all of that. A great example of this, not necessarily in this book, but Jim Rohn talks about the wealthy spend money on assets. Actually, it might be Robert Kawasaki who talks about this. They all, like I said, successful people all say the same things. Sometimes it gets a little confusing which one actually said what. Anyway, somebody talked about how the wealthy people will buy assets while the rich, I mean, but the poor will buy stuff. And a great example of this is for some reason, the wealthy have minimal stuff in their houses, but they'll have big houses. Um, whereas, People who have a poor mindset will have a small house or apartment and will be just packed full of junk. And that's where all of their money went. So, the wealthy think differently than the poor. The wealthy, the second takeaway is the wealthy think big. They don't think of, oh, I just want to pay my bills. They want to think, okay, how do I pay my bills and how do I start investing? How do I start creating wealth? How do I make my dreams come true? Uh, I don't remember if it's this book or not, but the wealthy think for, think why not both? Why can't I have this and that? How can I have this and that? They work on making sure they get everything. They think big. They expect big. They expect results from themselves and from other people. Um, the next takeaway is they're focused on opportunity instead of problems. The previous book pointed this out pretty greatly too. It was, um, in that one they called it abund abundance, but you have to make sure that you're looking for money-making opportunities instead of thinking of things that could go wrong and things that 
Offense versus defense, essentially. And then on, another part to this is people see problems, the wealthy see opportunities to solve those problems, and, let, and when you solve problems, people pay you. So the next one is don't listen to bull. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but you're letting all of the negative people in your life weigh you down with all of their bull. You let fear-mongering talk you out of going after your goals and trying to achieve. You're going to get weighed down and not going to be able to progress, and that's going to end your financial future. It'll kill your dreams, and, it'll, and you'll live a life of mediocrity until you become one of the naysayers. The next one is the wealthy admire the rich. Too often, the poor vilify the rich, vilify money, vilify anybody who is trying to improve their lot in life. And I'm not entirely sure why. It's just kind of how people are. But if you don't admire the rich and you want to become rich, your subconscious will keep you from becoming rich. And there's lots of psychological mumbo-jumbo involving with that, but um, a great analogy that I like is, and I think Tony Robbins uses this one, and it's your financial abundance is like a your temperature on the thermostat. If it's too low, you'll start cranking everything up, finding all these ways to make an extra buck or two to get you back up to your comfort zone. If it gets too hot, you're going to start freaking out and you're going to self-sabotage to bring you back down to your comfort zone. So you have to admire the rich and want to become wealthy. The next takeaway is you have to be willing to promote yourself. If you're not willing to sell, then you won't get anything. You're always selling in life. Relationships, you're selling yourself as the best partner that they could have. Um, job interviews, you're selling yourself as a good employee. Interviewing, you're selling yourself as a good company. You have to convince other people that you are what's best for them. And the number one person you have to convince of this is yourself. That's why self-confidence is super important. Because you have to to be able to convince somebody else that you're best for them, you have to believe actually believe that you are best for them. The next takeaway is managing learn how to manage your money. If you don't know how to manage money, you're gonna get screwed. Uh, a different author talks about how it's better to If you don't know how to manage money, it's better to make li a little money than to make a lot of money. Because if you make a little money, you can only get, give yourself a $5,000 problem. You make a lot of money, you can give yourself a $5 million problem. So, you need to learn money skills. And when we get in the principle of success episodes, when we got, get to talking about money, I will talk about money management skills. 
and some of these books will teach you money management skills. So I strongly recommend listening to those when they come out and reading these books. Um, the next one is another one we've already talked about, and as I keep going through this mini book series, I'll say that more and more, but you have to get money to work for you. You have to make sure that the money that you work so hard to collect, you send out and it starts producing more money. That's the only way to become wealthy, is to spend your money to make money. There, which brings me to a quote I actually really hate, and it's, it takes money to make money. It doesn't take money to make money. It takes a little bit of money to make more money. You can trade time for money, but that's super inefficient. Once you have that money, if you're stupid enough to let that money go, you'll have to continue trading time for money. This is me ranting, not the book. Um, if you're stupid enough to let that money go, you'll have to trade more time for more money. But if you're smart and you trade that money for more money, you can slowly buy back your time. Because you can buy other people's time and you can buy your freedom years later to spend time with your family, to travel the world, and all of that. So, you have to get your money to work for you. Super important. That's like one of the most important rules in money. And then the next big takeaway is you have to educate yourself. You have to learn. You have to study. You have to grow. You have to make sure that as you keep gaining more money, that you keep evolving so that way as more money comes in, you're able to handle that money and make more money. Otherwise, you're going to get yourself screwed up and you're going to give yourself a $5 million problem. Another big takeaway is millionaires have side projects. I uh, think this episode already got published and I talk about you have the main course and you have a bunch of side dishes. You're only allowed one main course, but if you, but you need to work on other things as well. Great example of this is I've been looking into ginseng growing because there's a lot of profit potential for very little amount of work. Um, the problem is you also have to be super patient with that. So that's one of my side projects that I'm just dabbling in and working on. Um, so have side projects because eventually those side projects can become your main projects and those side projects can generate additional streams of income. And then the last big takeaway is another one that we definitely already talked about is you are like the people around you. Pretty much every successful person talks about this. The people around you are who you become. The people around you will either elevate you or weigh you down. It is up to you to decide who you have in your life and who you want to keep in your life and who you want to add to your life. And that goes back to being responsible. You have to make sure that who your circle is, is beneficial to, to you. Now you can have people that you might be a benefit to as well, but if you let too many of those people in, they will weigh you down. So make sure you have more people that lift you up than you have weighing you down. And that's it for today, and I will see you all next week.